What's up, everybody? This is Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, October 15th, 2019. I'm your host, Imran Khan, and joining me is FM3 underscore himself, Mr. Fran Mirabella III. I woke up. You woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! It's shocking you woke up, considering, one, what a awfully cloudy, miserable day it is outside. Miserable today. And two, we're freshly earthquaked. Yes. You know, you kind of want to like sleep in and and not worry about the day after. Yeah. We did have a a little shaker last night in San Francisco around. You were streaming. Yeah, the second time it's happened (laughs) now. So I guess there's a few clips of me and how I react to earthquakes. How do you react to earthquakes? The most accurate one I saw had added uh, Jen, Greg's wife, uh, added her the Jurassic Park, like where you put your arms out and the (laughs) velociraptors are around you. And I was like, actually, that's pretty accurate. I think usually I'm like, whoa, earthquake. And yeah, I have my arms up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if something falls, that's what it is. You're going to catch it. I don't know. Yeah. Because I got like That's monitors. not how it works, but sure. I got, mon- <laughs> I got like monitors up above me. Right. So, but so anyway. that, that's what I do too is like the second I feel the earthquake, I reach and grab my TV because I'm sure like I, maybe yeah. those like manufactured like, like built t- like TV stands that look like cheap plastic yeah. will actually hold it up. Nah. My fear is like because I have a glass TV stand as well yeah. that that thing is just going to buckle. That thing's going to buckle. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And Don't then like my TV is going to go down, <laughs> hit my t- like my coffee table and take all my coffee consoles with it protect your ps4 that is your number one priority dive in front of it like the bodyguard anyway yeah uh, everybody was safe uh glad to have seen that nobody you know got someone is in the chat was like it's only a 4.5 sheesh but it was it's not that it wasn't just a 4.5 it was also super close yeah. yeah, like that was over in the east. To Bay, San Francisco, so, yeah, 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 it's yeah. very, it's like whatever, forty-five minutes away from here, and yeah. they're all different. By the way, if you've never experienced earthquakes, uh, they're all different in the way they feel, and the depth is yeah. actually matters more than just that number. Yeah. So anyway, the way the ground is, if it's if it's uh, soft or you live on like bedrock, it, it's completely different for yeah. everybody. Yeah, this one felt like you're on a boat, like it was just a That's like a sway. Yeah. I was like, well, I know this is an earthquake. Just a question of how bad this is going to be and how long it's going to last. This this last one last night, I haven't felt one that long, at least that I can remember since probably 2010. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like four or five seconds into it, I'm like, this is lasting a really long time. Yeah. At what point do I start to get worried? Exactly. That's the thing. You always just want it to stop, and and it it feels like it goes on for much longer than it did. Yeah. Anyway. We're all safe. Um, yeah, we're all here fine. With some game here. news today, right? Yeah, this is <laughs> kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, where we want you through all the nerdy video game news that's fit to listen to. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show ad-free. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later by searching Kind of Funny Games Daily on podcast services around the globe. Today's stories yeah, include, we got Halo Infinite shakeups at 343, mm-hmm. we got Blizzard canceling an Overwatch event, Shocker. and Fortnite. The biggest game in the world is coming back with Chapter 2 today. Oh or is my. already back by this point the in the day. Black Hole is gone, yeah. But before a little bit of that, we got housekeeping. Mm-hmm. This weekend, then like a couple of days from now, Kind of Funny is going to Toronto. EGLX is Saturday and Sunday. Check out kindoffunny.com slash events. But Saturday at 12.30 p.m., they got an autograph session. Greg, Nick, and Andy? I believe. Barrett, all right. Yep. Yeah. 
uh, on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. There's a Smash Brothers Royal Rumble on the main stage. And on Sunday at 11 a.m., the Kind of Funny main, main pa- kind of funny panel on the main stage as well. Extra Life is Saturday, uh, November 2nd. God. It's so <laughs> close. We're never going to break. I'm so excited to raise money for the big, beautiful kids. If you don't know what Extra Life is, we raise money for charity by staying awake on stream for 24 hours and, I guess, doing entertaining things. I can't promise how entertaining it's going to be. We're going to try our best, but, like... Oh, it's entertaining and fun every single year. It's crazy, Imran. Never doubt. I I watched last year, and by that, like, hour 20, that was the (laughs) point where, like, everyone was just, like, so... I, like they hit a second wind of emotion, but not quite physical like ability. Mm. So it's definitely fun to watch. Yeah, I don't think I made it on last year's uh, Barrett. You and you, no, well, I, I was still doing some stuff for IGN. I was freelancing, but that was round. Yeah, round. I feel mm. like you were around because wasn't it last year where you were uh, like live, like IRL streaming or something like that? I remember you like <laughs> re- going around the office and like recording and stuff. Like I that. think that was New Year's, but oh, uh, that makes sense. Uh, I think it was for the um, the kind of fun fundraiser, you know, yearly, uh, the opening to the year, right, when they announce all the new Patreon stuff. That's what yeah. I did. I played Kevin's um, stomach like bongos, you know? Mm, yeah, so I yeah, play yeah. the drums on the monkeys, but that, that song, yeah. not everybody knows. <laughs> I song. remember that. Anyway, uh, you can look forward to things like that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and people sleeping on a couch. So, which yeah, is against Twitch uh, <laughs> terms of service. Yeah, it's fine. It's for kids. <clears throat> right. It's for charity. We're going to sleep on stream. We're going to sleep for kids. <laughs> so that's November 2nd. Today we're brought to you by producer, our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. We're also brought to you by Brooklyn and Manscaped and Escape the Invasion, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rober Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We got four stories today. Up it goes. Does. 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 Fran? Yes. How do you feel about Fortnite? Fortnite, chapter two, out now today. Play it. Uh, yeah, so as everybody knows by now, they had a rather brilliant marketing campaign, I think, mm-hmm. uh, where they, they deleted the internet, so to speak. They just they up and got rid of their Twitter, right? And they just put a black hole event in the game where it sucked everything in the game, including your menus, into a black hole, uh, which was really cool. It was yeah. like, it's gone. What's next? Um, they definitely did not clarify when it was coming back, but people kind of got into the data, and some people seemingly knew yeah. in the content community that basically got out that it was launching. And they accidentally la- like leaked the leaked trailer that they posted yesterday. Oh, on- did this trailer yeah. get leaked? It got leaked, a, I want to say, about 12 <laughs> hours early. Whoops. But it, it was posted here <laughs> on Games Daily yesterday. Oh. And I, I don't know whether Epic had some issues with that us actually airing the trailer, but whatever. Not, not if they didn't send it over and, <laughs> and uh, KF wasn't under NDA. But anyway. But yeah, speaking of what's next, Chapter 2 update is out now, and here's what's new. This is from GameSpot by Oscar Deus. Fortnite Chapter 2 is finally here. The Battle Royale game has been down recently, but servers are back up. There's a new update out now on PS4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch, and mobile. Epic Games patch notes state the game is an all-new island featuring 13 new locations. Water will seemingly be a big factor this time around with new mechanics such as swimming, fishing, and motorboats added. You can also carry fallen teammates to safely or to safety or revive them using the bandage bazooka. Additionally, Epic has revealed a new battle pass for Chapter 2 Season 1. It will, of course, include new skins, emotes, and weapon wraps, but it also offers more chances to earn XP and medals. Yeah, that's one of the big things. You'll contribute just by searching chests, for example, or eliminating opponents in competing challenges. Fortnite 
uh, season chapter two, sorry, has been highly anticipated since the game went dark over the weekend. However, people are expecting season 11. Epic has instead followed up with chapter two, season one, indicating a fresh start for the game. So I'm not a big Fortnite guy. Mm-hmm. I've, I played the game maybe twice. I've observed the game from a business perspective since it's like became the biggest thing in the world for yeah. like, I want to say it's been about a year and a half now. The game itself? The game, well, the, so, uh, since it's been that huge. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess it took uh, several months, but yeah, it's just over two years old now. Yeah. The game itself. But um, this but it's has been, been a, big for, yeah, This right. has been a fascinating thing to watch. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Blackout, obviously, that's, we're relaunching the game, so we have to have some maintenance period for, to, like, do that. I guess, and, and that's the only thing I'll say, is that uh, we've experienced pretty major live events already in yeah. Fortnite. Uh, the newest one was the coolest. I don't think it did anything other than uh, it evaporating your menus mm-hmm. um, and leaving you know, just a black hole in your, your um, when you boot up. That was the biggest thing. But like, meaning they've done map, major map upgrades, not all new, yeah. um, but I sort of questioned for a while. I was like, man, what's coming? You know, how is everything going to be all the guns, you know, new textures? And it turns out that's not quite it. It really is. If it's a not if it's not broken, don't fix it strategy as far as I'm concerned. So, right. yeah, it just if you didn't know, I played a bunch of Fortnite when it first came out. Um, I wouldn't say I was any good at it, but I played a lot of it. <laughs> kind of like Andy was playing a lot, too. And what, Barrett? No, I'm just, I'm just listening. <laughs> He's at I, I have something to say. In oh, a minute, I thought you were going to say, no, Fred, you, you were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> hey, you know what, Fred? You know what, Fred? You were pretty good. That was okay. Nice. <laughs> Playing on PC, tough, cranking those 90s. Um, did a show on IGN for a while called Fortnite Tonight. So, oh, right. talked to Jesus. a lot of folks, Dr. Lupo, et cetera. And anyway, mm-hmm. so was very in it for a while. Um, so, anyway, I had pretty high expectations for this, is all I'm getting yeah. at. Um, so I, I'd actually like to ask you, of what little you've played and followed Fortnite, did you take a look at the new map yet, or you saw the trailer? I saw the trailer, and I watched, like, I booted up the game just to see, like, how this is different. It actually boots up in a very cool way now, where they show you this FMV intro, and, like, mm-hmm. immediately as you, like, as, as soon as the intro ends, like, intro is a the blonde Fortnite guy jumping off yeah, the bus. Right. And as soon as it ends, you're just in the map, dropping. Oh, really? They yeah. drop you in? Because the I game? guess they just want you to play immediately. Don't get intimidated by menus, any of that stuff. Right. That's they pretty just, cool. That's yeah. really neat. I didn't know I haven't got a chance to play it yet. So, like, it's a very cool way to, like, if you're going to reboot a reboot, quote unquote, this game, this is a smart way to do it of just try it. Just mm-hmm. go in and do what you, like, see what is different, see what is new. And when they, I, a couple of weeks ago, they had that new matchmaking thing where. Based on skill level, you'll probably fight bots for a little while early on. But oh, as you I start, yeah, as you start going in and like getting better at the game, you're going to start playing against more people in a match. Interesting so, for for new players in yeah I, because I didn't you had no skill level to match all. against. Yeah, wow, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I remember that must that. be an option if I, you just want to drop in and practice first. I guess so. Because forcing yeah. you on a... Because maybe you're an amazing shooter player. Like You wouldn't want to drop in and fight bots on your first matches. But I mean, like, there's like no it. options the first time you boot that up. Interesting. Yeah, so you just go straight into it. Hmm. So I kind of wonder, like... Yeah. Well, if the, all that was built towards this idea of we want to make this... We realize Fortnite is getting inaccessible for people. Right. So, like... There are people who play who are really into Fortnite, but we want this to be, like, still the big thing it was a year and a half ago or yeah. whatever. So maybe this, like, this is a smart way to do it, like, like combining the theatrics and also 
mechanical changes and accessibility changes at the same time. Right. Yeah, I have to imagine their main goal is to bring people back. You know, there's more competition than ever. Maybe we should actually read our question because it's it's relevant to this. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there's just like a lot mm -hmm. more competition now, right? Yeah. So before we get into the question, Barrett, what was that you were going to talk about earlier? Uh, yeah, I was going to give my perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, there, the summer that uh, Fortnite came to Switch. You know, we had a whole crew. It was me, Joey, right. Kev Dog, uh, a couple best friends. Like, we were playing Fortnite all the time. And uh, after a couple months, I definitely was more, like, in and out, came back every couple seasons just to check out the changes. Uh, but, yeah, I was super out of Fortnite for a while. But then watching this trailer this morning, I was like, fuck, they might got me back. Like, I might <laughs> want to, like, re-download this and, and check it out because all of the changes, even though they're – I don't think they're – as uh, majors, like the things that you were speculating on, Fran, of like, ah, maybe they changed the um, texture stuff and like all this stuff. Well, or, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah. I didn't, you know, finish that yet. But, um, but even just the little changes, like a, a completely new map, which is awesome. Uh, I'm excited to actually just check that out. But also the like helping out downed enemies and, and whatnot and to, to see like the. Uh, new different areas and how that changes the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to yeah, check it, that out. <clears throat> yeah, so I didn't finish, but based on what I've seen, uh, I will say at first glance, I'm like, oh, it looks like Fortnite still. And yeah. it should, but I guess in my mind's eye, I was like, man, I kind of was envisioning, uh, you know, not like you're, you're going to have all these skins and stuff that, of course, it's going to look the same, but like they have retail row still, and it's an mm -hmm. alternate universe uh, i'm pretty sure i saw it on the map so it's it's bringing a lot of what was in the original map uh in a new twist it is an all new brand new map there's a you know there's rivers that are flowing through it now there's some boats in it there's it's fishing like a nuclear plant yeah so there it but it, when you look at it at first glance if if i feel like if you watched a lot of streams you just looked at it you're like wait this is a new map oh yeah yeah, yeah it's a new map like that is my reaction i mean you kind of got to be afraid as a developer and as a company oh, yeah. like what if we change too much? What if this becomes unrecognizable as, like, Fortnite? Exactly. And that was was my main thing I was driving at is, like, I don't blame them for that at all. It's almost certainly the right move. I mm -hmm. hear a lot of streamers when I was dipping in and out <clears throat> saying, ooh, I'm getting season one vibes, you know. Uh, whatever that means, given that it looks very similar. But, like, mm -hmm. the way the map is spread out and, you know, maybe it's not as bloated as the, the previous map had evolved a lot and there was, like, a lot of craziness going mm -hmm. on. So maybe there's some of that, but yeah, ultimately the big change you're going to see if you are a Fortnite player and you haven't got a chance, but peeked in, there's like, yeah, there's a crafting table now, so you can actually use materials. So if you got a green, you can upgrade to a blue uh, if you want to give up, you know, steel, wood, brick. And mm -hmm. so that's honestly a huge help when you're huh. trying to balance out, like I'm getting crap drops from these chests and you've, you're a good player, but you're like, I got crap guns. Well, now you can do something about or it. Maybe okay. you prioritize uh, combat over building and whatnot. Right, right? exactly. So you, you, yeah, there's a kind of new balance of what to use, all of the stuff that you pick yeah. up for. Yeah, that's really and cool. So, yeah, that sounds super cool, actually. Yeah, and so they, they've likely tuned up a lot of, like, the guns as well. And so, to to your note, I also noticed that, um, you know, there weren't, like, a ton of new patch notes yet. Mm -hmm. They literally just say drop in, like you're saying, and now yeah. I get it. They really want people to be surprised and discover what's going on with it before they just be like, here's your list of all your changes and go over to this area and here's your crafting table. Like literally, uh, so, some of this is on the page. They mm -hmm. say, you know, the bandage bazooka, like you're saying, and you can fish and 
But um, I think there's a lot of surprise to just drop in a game like this and let the community discover yeah. everything that's there. I mean, it's only going to, they're probably already fully discovered. Yeah, like <laughs> they're saying basically, don't worry about the minutiae. Just go in, discover it for yourself, find out what you find is fun in Fortnite. And then that will be how you play the game. Because yeah. like Barrett was saying, if you don't want to play, like I don't like building in that game. That was one of the reasons I stopped playing it is that yeah. building is how you get good in that game. Build, yes. I would like to just take a gun and go shoot things. Right. So if like that, if emphasizing combat is a viable, I don't want to say build because that makes it a bit more complicated, but like yeah. a viable path in that game, Probably I'm not. more interested. But we want to go a little back here. And John, who has stale saver on all platforms, says, What's up, Fran and Imram? Fortnite dropped the new season with no patch notes and no explanation of what's new. They've added a comp completely new map, new weapons, vehicles, and there's even fishing. Fortnite recently seems to have been declining in concurrent viewers on Twitch. But do you guys think this new season will bring Fortnite back to the top position it held around seasons four through seven? Well, it certainly wasn't declining in viewers when they dropped the Black Hole event with 4.5 million on Twitch alone, I think. Was it four? I never saw I, a crack I saw, that. I, thought I think that, the total that sounds in total. The total number Black I saw was 7 million across really? Twitch, YouTube, I never saw and like that within peak. Fortnite. I never saw that peak then. Um, I don't know yeah, if it, it, it was only on Twitch, but I heard I saw the number at 4.5 million on one thing. It might have been within Fortnite itself. But it's an insanely high number. Um, but where we were going with this before and, and uh, where I thought it played into the question is, it said, oh, can it go back to where it was, seasons four to seven? Mm -hmm. Well, there was no Apex then. World of Warcraft Classic wasn't out. You know, also we've been playing this game now for years. Mm -hmm. um, and so people are spread out. You've also got, you know, Ninja over on Mixer now, which spreads the viewership out. It is does. he still playing Fortnite or what's he doing? Oh yeah, face? he's still okay. all over Fortnite. That's his, his bread and butter. Um, but anyway, so I, I feel like it's impossible to go back to like, you know, we're not going to go back to season four to seven where there's no competition. Apex is there. WoW is there. Mm -hmm. Destiny even is there. You know, I'm out there playing Destiny. Borderlands is out there now. Not a huge, you know, directory viewership. But you got to remember that people are playing these games despite what you see on Twitch directories. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I wouldn't expect it to go back to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this is going to bring in a lot of interest for the first few weeks. Absolutely. I think more importantly, it's like, are people going to hop in and play it? Um, and I do. I think a brand new map, uh, like Barrett, you know, you were saying, like, there's enough in there. You're like, yeah, I might check that out. Mm -hmm. Because all you have to know is someone who has either dabbled in Fortnite or maybe you played season four and never came back. You're like, wait, oh, it's a totally new map. And like, oh, they have this crafting table. And like, it's totally changed. Like, you actually missed all this other stuff they've done yeah. that I think was worth coming back to check out. But when it's all brand new, fresh coat of paint, uh, that tends to bring in folks. Yeah, so. that's, I mean, like, it's the expansion concept that MMOs do all the time. Of They don't necessarily assume you're going to constantly keep playing every day, all day. Like some people do. That's not. That's fine. That's a viable way to play that game. But they want you to come in with every new expansion, pay money for that, and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Fortnite benefits in that it's a free-to-play game. Yeah. So you can always just go like, okay, well, I haven't played in a while. Let me just check in what's up with this. There's no harm in like downloading from the eShop or downloading it from the Epic Game Store or whatever. Exactly. And like compare this to, say... If you're interested in Call of Duty and you're interested in Modern Warfare, it's like, oh, I loved Modern Warfare 10 years ago. I should like, I totally like to play this game again. You have to spend 60 bucks to go do that. Exactly. Here yeah. you're like, oh, whatever. I'm just, I'll check in, see if I, it grabs me in for, I want to say 80% of people, maybe 90% of people. That's not going to be the case. But that 10% of people who comes back and mm -hmm. starts getting into Fortnite again, getting a 10% back into your game is huge. Exactly. Yeah. Especially a game this big. Yeah. Like you're saying. But yeah, it, it'll bring people back for now because a new map, 
mm-hmm. is long overdue. It's never had a new map. It's had map changes and yeah. certainly has evolved a lot, but this is a totally brand new map. So I think it's going to bring a lot of folks in, trying it out again. Um, how many people stick around and don't go back to play these other games? We'll see. Like, I would play more Fortnite, but I can barely keep up with Destiny, and I got Borderlands, and now Division's <laughs> releasing, like, new content. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, uh, too much for me to play. But uh, I will be going back this yeah. week to play Fortnite. That feeling, though, of, like, that overwhelming feeling of there's too much shit to play yeah. is how I end up playing games like Fortnite. <laughs> uh, just being like, I, I don't know what I want to play. There's so much. My backlog is so huge. There's so many games coming out. I'm just going to play this simple one round game of Fortnite. And then that turns to right. two rounds you and five rounds. Yeah. 90 minutes. I'm a broken hours. person where there's so many games uh, where for the first time in a couple of weeks, I'm actually playing new games and not old Zelda games. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, Barry, you need yeah, to catch I'm up taking on the a, new I'm stuff. taking a break. And so when I looked at like all of these games that are already out that I need to play and games coming out in the next couple of weeks, I was like, fuck, I'm so overwhelmed. And then I just played Donkey Kong 64. Last <laughs> yeah. time, so. That's how I know. Like, food. I keep thinking like, oh, well, there's just nothing to play here this winter. It's like a very weak winter. But then I look at the actual games list and like, oh, shit, there's all these games I want to spend money on. Like yeah. I want to spend money on play day one. Yeah. And just like it's not there's not a huge like, oh, my God, this is a, the biggest console exclusive of the year. This is the year Uncharted 5 comes out or whatever. It's just like, oh, these are really huge. Like, mm-hmm. these are big what, games to me personally. What are you excited about, actually, in the next look, coming look, months? Look like, at the list. Through just the end of the year. I know? was like, I was Outer Worlds, I completely forgot yeah. about. Just because I'm not that's like, I've been super. New Vegas. Yeah, create, Obsidian, it looks like and a very Fallout. good game. Played it at Judges Week, and I was uh, like, so impressed. It was my game of the whatever. Oh, you've already week. played it, that's right. Yeah, I played the demo, yeah. And Death Stranding, obviously. Mm-hmm. Big one that I'm excited about. Luigi's Mansion, I completely forgot yep. about. That's oh coming up God. in a couple of yeah, weeks. I, I wanted to say Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about that one. Then there's Pokemon. There's a bunch of stuff. like Pokemon, I could take or leave. I'm yeah. excited it's happening, but when I played it at E3, I was like... It's Pokemon. <sighs> like I know what I'm getting. I was a big Snorlax yeah. on that one. I 100% know uh, what I'm getting from that. Yeah. Like, I, there's no... There's not, I'm not going to play that and be like, this isn't what I expected. Like, I know exactly yeah, what that exactly is. you know exactly what you're yeah. going to get from it. But, uh, yeah, is there anything else out there? Like, um... I don't know. I used to run a game thing that like posted I mean, the yearly uh, schedule. Greg is at the Jedi Fallen oh, yeah. Order yeah. right now. I like, order. Absolutely, yeah, that's really big okay. on the list. That game looks amazing. However, EA's marketing department should all be fired. Oh, no. Really? Wow. Like, that's a strong viewpoint. I I never remember that game is coming out this year. Yeah, I don't remember, never remember that game exists. And they fucked up that that like initial I think, thing. I, I so, think we'll see more of a, exactly. a ramp up in the next because like, we're, like, we're still like a an, month away. Like you, it, it's, it's a ways out. It's rare. Like I just started seeing Outer Worlds advertisements like last week, and that game comes out next Friday. But I that that is a an indie game that partnered with Two K. That's a totally that's a different thing from a major Star Wars game coming from EA. Yeah, it it, it is Apple and Oranges, but I, like, we're still a month out. I think they want to do more of a ramp up when you get closer to it. Right? Yeah, I, I would just say like the. The initial showing they had in that game at E3, and Greg yeah. Miller hosted that. Yeah. So you guys know what I'm talking about, where they, they aired a very boring demo. And I had seen the game before that, because mm-hmm. it was a Game Informer cover story that month. Mm. And I the demo they showed us was way more interesting. Yeah. And that was the demo they ended up releasing a couple of months later. I think mm-hmm. it was like a month later. And I remember like them sending it to us a day earlier, and I was like, why didn't they just show this at E3? This, I, is, mu- this is much more fascinating and... like exciting to watch yeah i think there's 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 a lot to be said about how the trailer should have been shown like i had a commentary on the reveal trailer right not showing actual gameplay it was only full motion you know cutscene video and Mm. so but i think you know barrett's right is that 
And we saw that happen with Rage uh, 2 as well. It was like, what is going on with this game? You know, and Rage is nowhere compared to a Star Wars marketing campaign. Right. But everybody was like, what's going on? Are they worried about Rage? And it was like, turned out, no. <laughs> they sort of launched everything that week. I think you'll see, remember, it is Q4 holidays, Best Buy deals, et cetera. You're going to yeah. see so much fall in order. Your eyes are going to be bleeding starting in the beginning of November is my guess. So give it a few more weeks and you're going to see like, there's a new Star Wars game. Like all these people that do not keep up with the news like we do. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to get away from it, especially with TV advertising. And, and especially with the new movie coming out. Theater, theater advertising after, too, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of EA and games I forgot were coming out, there's a need for speed game in like three weeks. Like yeah. Oh totally my God. Heat. Yeah. There's too many games. Right? I just totally like they showed that game once, right? They you haven't shown anything. And it looks that. really cool. Yeah. Are you mad about their marketing campaign? They're they're not doing great <laughs> in marketing. <laughs> got him. He got got. I got got. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, there's so. also WW2K20 coming out next week, but I've seen from what I've seen of the gifts of that game, have you been watching seeing that on Twitter? GIFs? Like gifs and like pictures of uh, no. people like I've the, seen like cutscenes. Yeah, it graphically looks it looks real bad. Oof. I like look it up because it, it it's interesting. I've been retweeting a couple of it. Ring Fit Adventure is next week. Oh wait, no, it's this week. It's this Friday. I forgot because I'm picking that up. I don't know. I'm also excited about Borderlands. Mm -hmm. Bloody Harvest event coming up. Oh, Jesus, I still need to after party Borderlands show. I want to at least do the campaign of Borderlands. That's all I want to do. Finish it up. I've been enjoying the game more after finishing the campaign. Like the post game stuff is actually really good. Like there's a bunch of horde mode things that are like there's a lot to do. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so Fortnite Chapter Two is out. We'll check it out if we have time this week in the sea of everything else that's going on. Speaking of Chapter 2's, Volition, the creators of Saints Row, have found the long-lost Saints Row 2 source code, and they pledged to fix the notoriously wonky PC port. This is from Eurogamer by Matt Wales, and you can tell that because it uses the word wonky in the headline. I like the word wonky. I it's use a, it a lot. It's a very... It's not, I don't think it's directly a Britishism, but it's a word that's more used more often in yeah. the UK than here. Let's call Gary Witt and ask him that. Yeah, I'll ask him tomorrow during <laughs> Kind of Funny yeah, Games Yeah, ask daily. him tomorrow. That's like top of the top yeah. of the show. Just like introduce him and be like, hey, Gary Witt, how often do you use wonky? Developer Volition has pledged to fix a notoriously broken PC version of Saints Row 2 after a decade after, a decade after its original release, having found the game's long, or thought long lost source code. Speaking during a special announcement live stream, which also marked Saint Ro Saints Rose Saints Rose Row Two's eleventh birthday. Wow, that that's was a vocal warm-up. Yeah, Volition general manager Mike Coolis explained that the studio, when faced with having to create three versions of the game for its original 2008 release, opted to outsource the PC port. And as both Volition and countless users on the game's Steam page will attest, the results were less than stellar. For a long time, the only way to enjoy Saints Row 2 on PC in anything like a satisfactory manner has been to rely on community-created mods. M Volition's Mike Watson, himself a modder and now senior community manager at the company, has led the charge to improve the game internally for years, but plans were scuppered. Wow. I've lived in England. I don't know that word. Scuppered. Mm -hmm. When the studio was able to find the, the original PC source code. Now, however, after much searching, that code has been found. They didn't actually say which way it had been found, but... They seem to have found it, and they're now going to like start working on the PC port with a two-man uh, team in charge of the project. Mm -hmm. The new version will improve performance and stability, integrate Steam networking for co-op and multiplayer. It used to use GameSpy, which is now defunct, and add corporate warfare and ultra-exposed ultra DLC, previously only available on consoles. 
you shouldn't expect the update too soon, however. It's going to be a while, but it will be free on Steam. They want to give it the care and attention for it to really shine. They want the port to be beautiful on all levels, they say. So this is a really just a kind of fun, interesting story. Because, like, I remember looking back at... Because I got into the series with Saints Row 3, which is, I think, actually one of the best games of last generation. So mm. once I got into it, I'm like, okay, I want to check out the rest of the series. So I wanted to see how Saints Row 2 was on PC. Uh-oh. I bought it on Steam... Uh-oh. Barely ran, completely janky. I didn't realize it was outsourced until I read this, but that makes total sense because that version is not good. Yeah. So the fact that they're fixing it is like... You it's hate a, to see it. You hate to see it, but you love to see this. <laughs> Ten years later, they're like, hey, we just found this. Why don't we just get back to work on this thing? Yeah, exactly. It always, first of all, fascinates me that you can lose source code, you know, you're working with an outsourced developer, I get, but yeah. just, I, I mean, it I do get it, by the way. You think. It happens exactly. I feel like we hear this story too often where I was like, oh, we lost that source code. And it's like, you know, especially, I mean, I guess it was a while ago, but mm. even then you're like, look, shared server with the latest copy of the information. You'd think it would just be there, but like, it doesn't always go that way, yeah. especially when you're working with external studios and communication can be tougher than you'd think it would be because they're, they're not in yeah. your studio. And sometimes hard drives just die and like the backups <laughs> you thought you'd have are gone and like you're l- relying on AWS and one day AWS is like, hey, we just lost everything. I feel like, yeah, on Amazon, like I feel like that should never happen. Where you it's would like, think oh, so. sorry, we can't restore the, the, the stuff, you know, we should have like seven you know, copies of that yeah. for you. But anyway. I mean, like, Square Enix is very infamous for, they used to just delete source codes. You're like, why would anybody want this game again? Like, when you, they're, so making, silly. they're making Trials of Mana. Like, they're mm-hmm. remaking that game, but they had to release the, the game again on, like, a Mana collection for the Switch. So I was asking them, I was like, why was it only on Switch? Like, oh, we, we deleted the source code a long-ass time ago. But so we had to go to Nintendo, who keeps an archive of every game published on their systems, and we had to ask them, could they give us a source code, which meant that game could only be on Nintendo consoles. Oh, they had a copy, though. Yeah. Good, good job, Nintendo. So, like, <laughs> Nintendo can keep this because Nintendo's, you know, this massive bureaucracy yeah, that yeah, should yeah. have all this stuff. I could see a small Chicago developer going, like, I don't know. Why should we keep, like, this outsourced PC port of a game we're never going to sell again? I get. I actually think they just lost it with, uh, I don't know, who, with an outsourced who developed thing, yeah. The, yeah, I think yeah. the third party, whatever happened with the release of it and things went down that they just never got a copy of it. Right? I always like the stories of developers like leaving the source codes, like hiding it in the walls because the, like they had to scuttle the office building at some point. Mm. So like we might as well hide this here because the company is going to take it if they find it. Right. So like those are cool stories because I People love the... put I, stuff like physical copies of this stuff? Yeah, saying? like dis- our discs and or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. But all that, I wonder... Cause so they've already announced a new Saints Row. They've said, THQ Nordic has said a new Saints Row is coming. So I wonder if like this is just a like a kind of hey PC fans or Saints Row fans we remember you. Do not when the new Saints Row came we're not, comes we're not going to do like another Agents of Mayhem kind of thing. We're working for the fans now. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it, exactly to that point, it's a really good make good, and it mm-hmm. shows how committed they are to the franchise, and they don't want any lingering history, any uh, blood on their hands, so to speak, as they go into like a new update, and so. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. It sounds like it's not going to take a massive amount of resources, but it is going to take a while. Yeah, two-man team, which is not a huge amount. You can understand. Like, there can't be tons of people playing, you know, uh, that game Maybe that game sales spike after this. Who knows? But uh, (laughs) it it is, I think, an important make good, and especially Mm. when you have a franchise. Like, yeah, you don't... Any version out there, like, I don't think you want, you know, that... 
that version that's like a major stinker and it's yeah. like, ugh. Like if you could fix it and that is, you know, one of the benefits of PC, you can go back and touch those things up a little more easily. Or so. let me throw this one at you. What if they're planning a Saints Row collection for consoles Ooh, that makes and this sense. makes sense to like fix it up for that? Wait, for consoles? For consoles and PC. Well, and PC, yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense, actually, that they might be coming up with a collection. And, like, again, yeah, you do not want to yeah. have that problem. From PC where to it's port like, to the current architecture yeah, and consoles like, is not hard. Because they'd be met with the, like, wait, why isn't the PC version getting a collection or whatever? Yeah. And they would be like, well, because it sucks. Yeah. And uh, so they're fixing it. Yeah, I think that's a good theory. So maybe there's a collection coming up. I'm excited for a new Saints Row game. I, like I, I said, never, I really like three, but... Never you, got into it only for time reasons, as I often say. If you ever sure, hankering for like a good open world game, three is probably one of my favorites. Okay, but all right, let's get Pro I tips. get into this next story, which I know I know all of you at home are very tired of hearing about Blizzard. It has been on Games Daily every day for the last like What's going on with six Blizzard? episodes. I it. <laughs> <laughs> but they keep <laughs> they keep doing things, <laughs> and it's very hard to not talk about it so let's we'll get into this for a little bit we'll see how long it goes but blizzard cancels overwatch launch event in wake of protests this is an, from ign by alicia judge mm-hmm. blizzard has canceled a launch event for overwatch on nintendo switch just seven days after it announced the celebration the free event was scheduled to take place on october 16th that's today at new york's nintendo store the wait that's that tomorrow i'm an idiot the uh, first 150 fans to sign up were promised to meet it was meet and greets with voice actors from the game, and the only requirement to attend was an active Nintendo account. However, a week later, Nintendo has put out a statement apologizing that will no longer go ahead with as the event has been canceled by Blizzard. There's a tweet that say earlier that said 1,500 people could come. They will get their like autographs signed by the voice actors of Overwatch. So there was actual Blizzard cooperation and collaboration with this event. Oh, yeah. And then the follow-up tweet was like, the gate, this has been canceled by Blizzard. It was not... The event had just been canceled. They didn't want to leave it... Uh, ambiguous, they directly said Blizzard canceled it. Yeah. So, wh- what, like, obviously... Duh. The <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about this one. The assumption is they did not want to deal with the protesters or... Oh, yeah. Or whatever would be there. People dressing as Winnie the Pooh. People dressing in just, like, red shirts. <clears throat> yeah, with a Winnie the Pooh. Do you think it right. was a good call? Yeah, I do think it was a good call. It sucks for fans, but um, I think that it could have been a sour... I don't know, like some of it could be cool with fans coming together to protest something they all believe in, but Mm -hmm. like, it's just the Switch version of Overwatch and a bunch of Nintendo fans and like, to have protesters, I don't know, I I guess, like that's just something, for me personally, I feel like it would drag down the launch event a bit. You know, when I'm there to celebrate a game coming out and there's people talking about a major, you know, geopolitical issue that's going on, it just really like, that's not why I play games personally. Um, so anyway, I don't think there's a right or wrong to it, an absolute mm-hmm. black or white. But me personally, I'm like, yeah, I think that there would have been all kinds of issues. Nintendo also is going to have to deal with like security issues on top of it. And I can't imagine the meetings they were actually having. I mean, I think Nintendo included. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was just an email from Blizzard as, hey, by the way, you know, we're just not going to do it. Thank you, though. Right. I definitely think there was a lot of inner discussion between the two, like, uh... What do you want to do with this right now? Like we need, they, who knows? Maybe they were saying we need you to pay for security and who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think personally, I think canceling it, it sucks, but that's where we're at with this, um, 
this discussion right now is we're going to go into BlizzCon and this is going to be a major issue. I feel like that's the problem though is that they're now like pushing this issue to BlizzCon because like they if they just I think if they let people come Air here it out yeah protest a little bit it would have been fine. No, I'm not I think fine. BlizzCon it would have been still be it would have been blunted. Yeah. A little bit at BlizzCon. I know that's a good point. Like it, it has like a lot of fuel in the tank, and so yeah. we've got to let that breathe somewhere. But this is throwing a match into that fuel tank. This is them saying like, okay, we're just going to cancel this now. Now there's going to be discussion of, do we cancel? Like, not do we cancel BlizzCon? Are they going to cancel BlizzCon? Which they're not going to do. There's too much marketing and whatever behind mm-hmm. that thing. Like, yeah, they There's going to be game announcements that they need to start doing that, rolling that out at some point. Yep. So they're not going to cancel BlizzCon. They're probably. They might have some more security there, and they might talk about not micing the audience or how to what the camera should look at and things like that. But they're mm-hmm. not going to ever cancel it. But they now the discussion now is Blizzard is too cowardly to confront fans. Yeah, and that's a good point too. You know, that's the counterpoint, which is like you know you just needed to carry on with the event and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as there's no major security issues or anything, then you know, like whatever, let people have the free speech and do it. Like, it's it's also, it does seem yeah. like they're avoiding it. You know, when you put it in that light, I well, mean, well, they yeah. are avoiding it. But meaning, in other words, I almost was coming at it with some agreement. Like, yeah, that was going to be a rougher launch event. Do you really want to go through with it? But you make the other counterpoint, which is like, yeah, like you need to let people have their voice on this still, mm-hmm. and it seems like you're trying to limit that any press around this and so that's just gonna make you look worse yeah and the next time they do decide to market overwatch which i'm sure nintendo really wants to do they want to say hey overwatch is on switch play overwatch here with your friends in the same room use gyro aiming it's just gonna be hey we didn't get to talk about this thing at this launch event like so it just pushes that to the next thing right so yeah either they don't market overwatch now which is gonna piss every party off or they do, and it's going to get a ton of backlash on social media and whatever. Yep. So they kind of screwed themselves here. But Chad Betteridge writes in and says, Good morning, Frimron. Frimron? I thought we We've agreed We've been trying on... to come up with that name still. I like Imfran. Yeah, Imfran Khan yeah. is what we came up with. I like that one better. like your last name. <laughs> <laughs> it dropped yesterday that the Overwatch event at Nintendo NYC has been canceled by Blizzard. I'm assuming this is because they expected the event to be picketed protested. The repercussions keep on coming, and I'm sure BlizzCon will be interesting to say the least. Do you think there's anything Blizzard can do at this point to save face? Is there anything they can do now to get back in everyone's good graces, or have they passed the point of no return? Yeah, no, I don't think... I mean, there's always something that can be done, but they're not going to do a full 180 apology, pullback, like, a change yeah. their rules, their terms of service for, a la- like, how do you allow this discussion at the tournaments because it is still against, you know, terms of service, according to them, you know, how you handle these discussions. And I mean, they really, I think they're trying to avoid a lot more years to come of people just stating whatever political issue is on their mind. I understand that side of it. Meaning how are you going to, what are you going to say? Yeah. Like meaning you, you either had to ignore it and let it slide in the first place and, you know, somehow keep control of your events, but just let it slide. Uh, but they didn't do that. And so now it's like, how do you go back on that? Um, and they already came back at a half measure and are like, well, you know, we're going to come back on the, what was it, a one-year ban or something? And it's yeah. only six months. And it's like, it's still a ban. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's happy about it. Yeah. So like how... Yeah, I, like any 180 or any like try to... Any walk back that they try to do now is just going to... 
Yeah, we saw them. Super yeah. disgenuine, but I, I, I'm saying even of at, at least making a stance of like, hey, what's happening in Hong Kong is not okay, and we we stand with the the citizens of Hong Kong and whatnot. Like anything, if they do anything like that, it's just not. It's going to come off as them. cynical. Yeah, and so I I honestly don't know if there's anything. To, for them to do at least yeah. right now. The know? opportunity yeah. was last week when they, yeah. but now they've shot their free throw, and once you shoot it, like you don't have any control over it. Yeah. So now it's they're gonna have to get at BlizzCon and hopefully hope for the best. And I'm I expect that they're going to announce some new games, and they're going to like they're gonna be some fan favorite stuff to show there. That might be how they get past it from like not an ethical or a moral perspective, but to get fans to stop hating them. Yeah, it's going sure. to be like here's Diablo it, Four. Honestly, it's just like a bad friendship or relationship experience. Uh, it's it's just not going to go away at this yeah. point. It's going to take time, but in time, you know, if they announce you know the next Diablo and it looks awesome and it's not just the mobile game debate like we had that was last year, right? Yeah, Wasn't that the issue? That was last BlizzCon. Like, brand new Diablo, and everyone's like, and this BlizzCon was supposed to be the make good for last year's of yes. like we're gonna go in, we're gonna win back the fan, you know, yeah. confidence and all that. And now they not only have to do that, they have to overcome a completely unforced error that they did to themselves. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. So the answer to the question, I don't think there's anything that can get to good graces in the next couple of weeks. Time heals all wounds, they But say. yeah, people, so. the games industry has never done a very good job of holding anger. <laughs> Honestly, like, gaming community will let a lot of things go. Eventually. Yes. But they're very quick to, to react. So, but yeah, I think in time. So anyway. Like, there'll be China jokes about Blizzard from now until the end of time. Yeah. But are they, people are going to boycott the thing forever? I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people were on install, you know, trying to delete the launcher, right, on PC. And yeah. there's all sorts of issues related. I reinstalled to Overwatch a couple of weeks ago and I was going to start playing it last week. And yeah. I'm like, this, I don't feel good now's about doing this not. now. You have yeah. Fortnite that you can play now. Apparently so. I can, yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, I don't think there's much they can do, but BlizzCon will be very telling and we'll see if they're willing to say anything and stoke the fires even like could they say or do something that just says look again we're really sorry but here's our awesome lineup we're about games here and but could they somehow meld those two things together and sound genuine yeah because that's where i again goes back to what barrett was saying like if they just hashtag free hong kong and tweet out something right now would you what how would you react to that that's all they say free hong kong and then they they actually retweet something really important You'd probably be like, be like Fuck "Who those are guys. you?" To-? Exactly. Yeah. There's no getting out of this right now. Yeah, I know. Um, Once they put so. out that letter, that was it for them. And like, like the very obvious lie of not, our China relationship didn't affect this decision. Like that was the thing that yeah. maybe that was the part that pissed me off the most. Because like right. that was them being that was weasel wording. Yeah, of, they were claiming the pressure didn't matter to them. Yeah, which is like I could I could very much believe that. Some like they made a decision themselves, but they made it because they were fearful of China. Someone didn't directly tell them to do it; they decided no. to do it. But yeah. they decided to do it because of pressure. Yeah, like or assumed pressure. Whatever. Yep. I, not, as not, somebody who like I, I'm not a reporter anymore, I would was probably not going to watch BlizzCon the mm-hmm. keynote because like I didn't I don't have to do it for news, so whatever. But now I'm going to. Oh yeah. So maybe that's good for them. Maybe now they have more eyes on their their announcements. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they say there's no such thing as bad press, and like in a way, you're right about it. But yeah, they're they're in a sticky spot right now. Fans are super unhappy. Uh, to your point again, I think they're going to need a lot of strong gaming announcements, community, mm-hmm. 
you know, just sort of rallying focused announcements. It's funny because, you know, Wild Classic, everybody's pretty happy with, right? Mm -hmm. So they're coming out of, you know, some good stuff, but this is a really bad mark on them right now. And it's just a huge world issue. And to be attached to it is yeah. going to take a long time to, to get away from. We'll see how they dance on the head of a pin, our pin at this yeah. point. Halo Infinite Dev assures everyone that there's no creative dilemma at 343 after lead producer leaves. This is IGN by Matt Kim. Back in August, it was reported that Halo Infinite creative director Tim Longo left 343 Industries as part of a leadership shuffle. Over the weekend, Halo Infinite executive producer and lead campaign producer Mary Olson also left 343, inciting concern over the status of Microsoft's next Halo game. Now, an employee at 343 Industries has clarified that what Olson's departure actually means for the Halo Infinite project. Over the weekend, various online posts began appearing on Reddit and Recent Era reporting that Olsen left 343. Given the fact that 343 announced Olsen would take over the Halo Infinite campaign team as lead producer, many wondered whether 343 was undergoing a leadership crisis. Following, sp following the speculation, Halo community manager John Junasek decided to clarify Olsen's departure. I want to jump in and clarify what Tim and Mary's roles were at the studio. There seems to be a bit of confusion here. Junasek wrote in a Reddit comment with his U... Unisec uh, Reddit account. Tim's role as creative director was to help make creative decisions around the design and direction of the game, whether it was a campaign, multiplayer, etc. Mary's role as executive producer and then lead producer on campaign was to help drive the game to completion for holiday 2020 release date, with the latter specifically focusing on campaign deliverables. However, the thread title saying he was replaced with Mary Olsen and also left is far from accurate. It implies that Mary took over creative control of the entire game, didn't like what she saw, and then decided to leave. If that's what actually happened, I could totally understand getting worried. But that isn't the case, as she was a lead producer and not a creative director. Junoset clarified that a producer's job is to help members of the development team track and hit deliverables, and that Olsen has now joined Midwinter Entertainment to work on Scavengers. As such, fans shouldn't fret over the creative direction of Halo Infinite, as Mary's role as lead producer doesn't overlap with Longo's former position as creative director. Junisek lastly clarified that there is no creative dilemma inside the studio, and there is no writing on the walls, and that the entire Halo Infinite team is rallying behind the game, is working hard to make sure we can execute on this vision. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of words to say Halo Infinite is fine, according to 343. Yeah, uh, it seems like <clears throat> 343 in particular took issue because the community started to look at the term executive producer mm -hmm. and apply certain um, ideas to what their role was. Right, which, and producer means different things on different studios. Exactly, yeah. Um, so understandable that it was confusing when you see two people from a company leave, you start to speculate what's going on, and right. now the executive producer's gone. I mean, it is true that very commonly <clears throat> producer's job is <clears throat> excuse me, to hit the milestones, mm -hmm. hit the landmarks, but really steer the ship. That is getting people into the room, making strong decisions on where where are we at with this? What do we got to cut to not do it? Of course, the creative director, who is someone different in this case, it sounds like, is the one who's like, yeah. wait, here's the big picture. And they are ultimately some of the most powerful voice in making those decisions. Yeah. So in other words, if you're the creative director, you know, and I'm her, I'm like, Emirate, what do you want to do? You want to do both these things, you got to pick one because we're not gonna meet the date. Right. You're driving the team too hard. And you're like, I got it. You know what, the second thing, I'm gonna reshape. And so right, that's the difference, um, if I understand correctly mm -hmm. here. And the, the audience didn't seem to get it, so. I mean, a producer leaving is still a big deal. <clears throat> yes, and I think that's the sub-narrative here still that maybe they're trying to like cover up a little bit, which is why did you have two, two pretty tall positions take off? Mm -hmm. 
even though they're like, well, you know, the creative director position is fine now. And like she she wasn't about creative direction ultimately. Anyway, she's not leaving because she doesn't like the direction of the game. But it says something maybe about the studio. Maybe. Right. I mean, I, we like, don't know. Rumors she might have just and, had friends yeah. in this new studio she's at. And it's like, I've been wanting to work there forever. Rumors and mis misinterpretations tend to come up when people are already feeling anxious about something. Yeah. So, like, I think based on what happened with Halo 4 and 5, especially 5, where a lot of fans didn't like it, the story wasn't great, mm -hmm. they kind of hedged a little bit, they weren't really willing to fully commit to a new thing, they're promising a lot for Halo Infinite. And by calling it Halo Infinite and not Halo 6, they're saying, like, this is going to be the Halo game. This is the critical thing that we need to revitalize the series, make it 343's own. So when there's a lot of departures and stuff like that, people start misinterpreting that, or maybe they're interpreting it correctly, and 343 is doing damage control. Who really knows? But people start seeing that as, oh, no, I wonder if this thing is in trouble because they're anxious about it. And they're fearing that this game that's supposed to be a big part of, I, it's the only it is the yeah, big part. <laughs> it's the only Project Scarlet game we know about right now. Mm -hmm. So like this game is going to launch a new console and theoretically show the world what this console can do. And are they doing it right? Is there going to be like a is there going to be a great Halo game at the end of all this tumultuous trouble? To be fair, to give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. Maybe Halo 5 story mode wasn't up to snuff to, mm -hmm. for some fans. I didn't play 5. I played through 4, but I didn't play through 5. But from what I heard from hardcore Halo fans, Halo 5 multiplayer was fucking amazing. Yeah, so I've just, heard that too. Just to give credit, you, you, you kind of shrug, 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 like, yeah. you kind of brushed Halo 4 and 5 off like it was nothing. I'm just, I, I just, no, yeah, yeah. I want it represented out there before, you know, people come Well, it's two, like, yeah. it's two discussions. There's campaign and what yeah, classic right. core Halo fans expect, I think. Yeah. Um, not that they didn't play PvP, but then there's obviously PvP. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, honestly, they've done a lot of great things with it um, and focused on the Halo, Halo Championship series and, um, honestly, that's in a really good place overall, I think. Yeah. I don't know how the meta is doing today, but um, but yeah, I think from the core perspective, and like that's why at E3, we didn't see a bunch of like multiplayer footage, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing the next campaign, and that's what we're all anxious about, to your point. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like 343, honestly, just has had a lot of changes through its tenure, right? Like, I feel like we've been seeing this through the Halos. Maybe not in this quick of succession, but I feel like if we go through the history of stories, like there's been a number of these changes on the titles. And so I think there's something just going on with how 343 and Microsoft are run and it might be a little big, it's my guess. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, people are like, look, this is just, who knows? Maybe it's just the pressure. Maybe it's like a very high pressure situation and it's not that the product's not bad, but you're like, dang. It's next-gen development. I kind of want to go work on this other thing because, yeah. like, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, like, you move or whatever. Like, you can't work in front of... You can't be an executive producer for 343 if you're not living it, in Washington. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying that it's bad to work. I have no idea. In fact, I know yeah. some great people at 343, mm -hmm. so they seem very happy. So I don't have any evidence. But what I was getting at, I think, is a, a company like Microsoft is huge. And so you're part of that ultimately. Now, yeah. I don't know if it feels like that at 343, but maybe that has something to do with it is like you're part of that big Microsoft organ. So anyway, I actually think it's nice they clarified. I don't know that they gave us anything to hang on to other than just like them clarifying. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I can see why, you know, why it became a story Two people yeah. leaving like that. I'll tell you what the real story is, though, Fran. What's that? It's our advertisers. Yes, so that's right. First off, we got Brooklyn in. You spend a third of your life in sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? So when you sleep, sleep well. 
on hotel quality sheets that don't cost an arm and a leg. Brooklyn and Sheets are named the winner of the best online bedding category by Bi- our good housekeeping. Raving reviews of Business Insider, Apartment Therapy, and Men's Health. They have 35,000 five-star reviews more than any other online bedding company and half a million happy sleepers and counting. There are luxury sle- sheets, towels, and bedding, and more with a luxury markup. Most bedding is marked at... Marked up as much as 300... Or sorry, these are luxury sheets. Other luxury mar- bedding is marked up as much as 300%. Brooklinen was the first DTC bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and are gr- and directly with customers. No middleman. Just a great product and service. Sheets don't feel great... Our sheets don't just feel great, but they look great too. Mix and match with over 20 plus colors and patterns. Greg's Brooklyn and sheets are the most comfortable sheets he's ever slept on, and their towels have turned Tim's bathroom into a spa. Kind of funny, couldn't recommend them more. For friends, family, or treating yourself to the upgrade you deserve. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer to her just for our listeners. Get 10% and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES, G-A-M-E-S, at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that in all their sheets, comforters, and towels, they come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code GAMES. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. Now, you want to feel good in those sheets, so let's talk about Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Halloween is right around the corner, and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. <laughs> you, you, you might be Chewbacca, Bigfoot, or a hairy bear, but what's under the costume is what really matters. Greg and Tim are look, using Manscaped, and they both looked at each other yesterday in the office and were like, looking good, man. Don't they be took that- a good look, too, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Don't be that hairy guy. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 2.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find an electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 2.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from your nicking your pumpkins. You can also create less mess by trimming in the shower. And of course, let's not forget about the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? The Perfect Package 2.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. For the on-the-go freshness you'll need, you'll for on-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's time to get clean and mean with the Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. This is a weird ad for me to take the jacket off, but all right. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Stay sexy this Halloween. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code GAMES, manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code GAMES. And finally... A third ad today, Escape the Invasion. Ever wonder what you'd do if you found yourself in the middle of a post-apocalyptic world that has been ravaged by a deadly virus infected, inflicted by aliens? Looking for a unique date or a game night that gets you off your devices and truly interacting with each other? You've got to check out this game called Escape the Invasion. It's all about immersive experiences, and they just announced the launch of their new post-apocalyptic themed subscription box. For the makers of Hunt a Killer, the popular true crime mystery subscription game, comes Escape the Invasion, the sci-fi game where you're a survivor on a rapidly dying Earth after an alien invasion. You find refuge in the government bunker, but is it safer than the outside world? Can you trust your fellow survivors? You think you're safe now, but you found refuge. But there's a is there a council but there is a council that creates and controls every aspect of life in the bunker. What will you choose? Freedom or safety? 
With Escape the Invasion, you will receive a box of clues, physical items, and evidence each month. It's up to you to piece it together, solve the mystery, and save humanity. Not everything is as it seems in this challenging game where you must decide who to trust. Your decision will determine the fate of the story, the bunker, and maybe even humanity itself. It's been called an escape room delivered to your door where Fallout meets Alien. Escape the Invasion is a great way to get off your phone and connecting, or get off your phones, connect with friends. Or if you prefer a solo adventure, you can interact with your online community, swap theories, and help things out. High-quality, handcrafted clues get you lost in this post-apocalyptic world and make you feel like humanity is truly in your hand. Right now, just for our listeners, you can go to escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames for 20% off your first box. That's escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames for 20% off your first box. Escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames. Can you survive the alien apocalypse? Fran, the alien apocalypse might be so far away. It, how, how far away is it? <laughs> if I wanted to know what is coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look? Oh, and of course, you would look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. He's better at it than I am. <laughs> Out today. I threw this in there. Division. Oh, okay. Division 2 title update is today. Yes. Is it actually is update? today. Yeah, the Vision 2 title update 6. Uh, real fa- Yeah, it comes with a new intro and main mission for the Pentagon. You got a main mission 2, which is the DARPA Research Lab. You got two classified assignments, and there's a new specialization. So those specializations are these things that you grind out, mm-hmm. and new cl- subclasses, basically, or classes, really, that you choose. Uh, so pretty excited about it. Um, there's a bunch of other major improvements, build changes, um, some changes to conflict. So quite a bit of stuff going on with this oh, That's why Greg's not here today. Episode he made two. up this thing about Star Wars. He's actually just doing <clears throat> That's this. right. Pentagon, the last castle. <laughs> so big update. Check it out. The Fisherman Fishing Planet is out today for PS4 and Xbox One. Children of Morda, also PS4 and Xbox One. Earth Defense Force Iron Rain is out today on PC. Zombieland Double Tap Road Trip is out today on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Planescape Torment slash Icewind Dale Enhanced Editions is out today on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Out Buddies is out today on PC. Overwatch, out today on Switch. Outer Wilds is out today on PS4. I've heard such amazing things about that game. I should probably just go I've and play it. I've played some of it. It's cool. Yeah. The Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition pack is out today on PS4, yeah. Xbox One, and Switch. Love Baldur's Gate. Grandia HD Remaster is out today on PC. The Witcher 3 is out today on Switch, The Switcher. Mm-hmm. Disco Elysium on, is out today on PC. The Eyes of Aura is out today on Switch. The Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors are out, is out today on Switch. Override Mech City Brawl Supercharged Mega Edition is out today on Switch. Billy Bomber is out today on Switch. Morels The Hunt is out today on Switch. Supesu 2 is out today on PC. Wait, no. Morales the Hunt, PC. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. That's okay. Switch. We said Switch so many times in a row. Yeah, I guess I, my mind just auto-completed on Switch. Maybe it'll be out for Switch one day, but for today it's out on PC. Supesso 2 is out today on PC. Galaxium is out today on PC and Mac. Rebel a- Inc. Escalation is out today on PC. Smile to Fly is out today on PC. Active Neurons, the puzzle game, is out today on PC and Mac. Crypto Fall Investor Simulator is out today on PC and Mac. And Soul is out today on PC and Mac. New Dates! Square Enix will release Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for PS4, Xbox One, PC on November 5th and Stadia in November, the company announced. 
includes the base game, all seven post-launch downloadable content, and a new outfit. Users who already own the game and season pass can download Definitive Edition's additional outfit free of charge from their respective platform store. That's pretty cool. That is cool. That's nice that like, I can just announce that. Yeah. What did you think of that game, Barry? Did you play it? Uh, I did not get into the new Shadow or the new Tomb Raider games. I played the first one, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that called? Is this Tomb just Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, Tomb Raider I played like, the first half of it. Um, and I, I kind of liked it, but then when the new one came out, I heard it was great. And then, uh, yeah, it was just like time and place mm. all wrong for me. What about you, friends? Yeah, uh, I really like the reboot and I, time reasons. I didn't really get to play, uh, the second one, right? Which is this? No, this is no, the third. This, this is the, the third, third now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm that far behind. Yeah. I think the other one was just called Tomb Raider 2 or no? Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. That was it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Really like what they did with the series, so yeah, I'd be I, all over yeah. it. It's just time thing. I love the reboot like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I really like Rise of the Tomb Raider. I didn't like Shadow all that much. It felt mm. yeah, like Shadow was, seemed really split between yeah. a lot of people. It was a little more actiony or something. Or uh, it's like more what? more confused, honestly, about what kind of game it wanted to be. Like, like Rise is already kind of an open world of stuff, but it felt better paced. Mm-hmm. Our Shadow felt like it. Didn't really know what it wanted to do with its story. Like, at the beginning, it's Lara Croft being like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm a monster who's taking all these artifacts, mm. but doesn't go anywhere with that. Okay. It's just creating all these, like, big problems. And, like, there's points where you, like, confront the villain in villages, and you don't do anything with it. Like, it's not a big conflict or big climactic scene. It's like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. It's it's very weird from uh, a writing perspective. For the story side, yeah. yeah. Well, I like what they did with the gameplay. What struck me when they rebooted it, I'm a big Metroid fan, and so mm-hmm. it had these Metroid elements where you'd see like a giant ice wall, and you're like, I know I can get up there, and you're yeah. like, huh. And then you later come to find out whatever, you get your ice pick, and you can do it, and uh, you upgrade that. And so I love gameplay like that. Plus the tombs I've always loved, the puzzle solving in tombs, and I saw that they kind of, with the mm-hmm. sequels, they took that you know a little farther. But anyway. Yeah, uh, they I'm refer not, to this as the final chapter, which make, kind of bumps me out because I'd like more, but I like them to be better too. Uh, I'm sure we'll still get more. But they did announce that as a a Stadia launch title, and now we know exactly what that means. Google has announced that the Google Stadia Founders Edition will be available beginning on November 19th, 2019. Google Stadia's Founders Edition and Premier... the Founders and Premier Editions are mostly mm-hmm. identical, but the Founders Edition comes packaged with an exclusive night blue controller as opposed to the Premier's Clearly White. Mm-hmm. And the founder That's a dumb name, Clearly White. Yeah. And the Founders Edition features a buddy pass <laughs> and the ability to claim exclusive Stadia usernames. Clearly, clearly, white clearly, white? Is, clearly White is what people think when they see people like me and Tim. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You're right, but you don't like it because I think I know why. It's just like a, like, oh, this is Clearly White. Oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you are you know, you're the marketing guy. I thought that, uh, <laughs> you were going to be like, it's not clear, and that's confusing. That's also the problem. That like, is, yes. okay. I would like, if you call it clearly white, it should be a translucent controller. Do you know what they call the black one? What? Just black. <laughs> they Somebody just call like, black. It's five o'clock. Let's just put whatever fucking names on here that we need yeah, to. I mean, I think it's got a certain tone to it. Clearly white, just black, like, whatever. Uh, I like, I, they got honestly, a wasabi. I, I, I never care. The wasabi, the wasabi one's cool. The Wasabi controller color is cool. I think the name Wasabi for it is really dumb. But <laughs> honestly, I don't think about controller na- like color names ever. Like, really? Like, I love that about like the industry. Like all the different colors and I don't know. I love that like the N64 always had like, you know, jungle green, right? For yeah. the N64 Donkey Kong. I can think about right, GameCube. Yeah. 
I think about GameCube controller names because Spice Orange was a fucking amazing name. And that is my favorite GameCube is Spice. See, yeah. so you do like it. So what was the purple? It was like Midnight Purple or no, it wasn't that. It Just was... the straight up standard purple? Yeah. Uh, they had a name for atomic it. Purple. Atomic Purple. Okay. Oh my God, you're yes. right. I should know this. I wrote that in many press releases. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you the, the story of this. If I could pause for one sec. I know sure. getting late. Morel, Morel's The Hunt on PC. Now, when you read this, if you're not, say, if maybe, I don't know, if you're from the Midwest like mm -hmm. me and you're a fan of Morel's, or maybe you just love eating mushrooms for dinner. I'm sorry, stuff, what? By the way. You so, want to give a little bit more backstory to this because I have no idea. What so, Morel's are a very delicious fungi. Uh -huh. Is that right? There's a fungus. Uh, anyway, they're super delicious mushrooms. They do grow uh, in the Midwest and some other places. Actually, I think the season is more like April and May or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I love them. They're just like amazing, and you can get Fran, them what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> so, right now? The reason I bring this up, I can't believe somebody made a game that is about hunting morels. Because when you read it, you're like, this must be an intense, like, I don't know, FPS, right? I assume morels was just a name. I didn't think it was about hunting Exactly. Mushrooms. So if I asked you, what is morels the hunt? You'd be like, I don't know, some PC first-person shooter. No, morels the hunt is an immersive gaming experience about mushroom hunting and photography while being surrounded in a beautiful interactive nature and wildlife setting spanning across the U.S., I just would have never guessed that somebody would make a game about it. So uh, anyway, I thought it was amusing. And also at Abrams Studios, they must cook up some mean morels. And I would like to visit Is that Abrams? Is that? Oh, okay. I, That's okay. the developer. So um, I don't know. When you said um, Abrams Studios, my head went to that video game studio J.J. Uh, Abrams made. But oh, that's, no. That's I, called Bad Robot. That's, a, <laughs> that's what he's that's been totally working on. He's just been working on a game about mushrooms. I assume Star Wars took some time, but he I announced digress. that a while ago. I don't know if that actually ever came to anything. Hit me up on Twitter if you also love morels. <laughs> or live on Twitch where I'll be streaming morel cooking. Anyway. Just eating morels. Oh, man. I'd do it. <laughs> They're so good. I'm getting hungry thinking about it. Deals of the day. Best Buy and Target have a 25% off sale on select games right now. On That's the Best Buy side, which includes pre-orders and $10 reward certificates. There's going to be a ton of sales coming up. We're yeah. getting into the holiday season. And they always or tend to time those like buy two, get one free sales. Like right before all the big games come out. So I'd assume we're going to get one in the next like, three weeks. Yeah, hopefully so. All right. Quickly, let's do some reader mail. Mm -hmm. This comes from Frank Futter, who, who, or Frank Furter. He says, good morning, Imran and Fran. Microsoft is launching a new feature today of filtering profanity, insults, and other vulgar language. It'll be available for all by the end of the year, but its main target is to protect the kids. While it sounds good on paper, do you think it's a bit late? Next Gen comes out in a little... That Jen comes out in a year, and little Tommy and Susie probably have an Xbox by now and I'm exposed to all of this. Will this feature be helpful in protecting the youth, or will it go down in the bucket of unused parental features? Yeah, I, I don't totally get the question, because it's never too late for yeah. something like this. In my opinion, I'm glad they... There's always going to be a new, like, little Tommy and Susie. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I, yes, I would have loved to have it on launch day, but, like, you know, features come later. So, no, I think it's a good feature. I haven't used it, so I couldn't comment on how effective mm -hmm. it is or if it's easy to set up and all that fun stuff. But I think it's important for Microsoft I, to do this sort of thing, because, like, yeah. they have a reputation of Xbox Live being a wasteland, of being just, like, a place where you... Like, it's not Dota bad, but it's pretty bad of how toxic that place can get. Yeah. So it's good for them to be like, okay, actually, your kids are going to come here to want to play Minecraft. So we want to make it open to them that they're not getting a weird thing from some guy on Project Scarlet. Yep. So, no. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, I would never want to shame a company for yeah. trying to stay on top of this. And hopefully yeah. they continue to improve it with Scarlet, which comes out next year. Yeah. New tech is never too late. Mm -hmm. But Frankfurter has also given us our squad up and also done it with Borzen. So Borzen Zero, Borzen. 
Oh, he says, hello, kind of funny best friends. Borzen00 and I have made a Destiny 2 clan for all the kind of funny yeah. best friends on PC. We both saw there wasn't an official one. We wanted to create one for everyone looking to hop back in. For the most, of, for the most part, everyone in the clan has said they can play casually and usually work after hours in the States. If you want to join the clan in search of kind of funny PC, we'll... Uh, clan, search kind of funny PC and we will let you in. If you can drop in the comments of the clan what hours are usually available so people can jump in and coordinate. My friend code on Steam is 33405392 and Borzen00 is 27171803. Thank you all for being the best, Frank Furter and Borzen00. And this is the part of the show where we look into you're wrong, where you guys tell us what we got wrong, and wow, this is a long list. Yeah, we always got to take our time to see what we're actually wrong about here. I'll start at the bottom. You start at the top. How about that? See if yeah. You can pop anything out. Um, K-Bab yeah. says, I knew the guy working on the IGN wiki for Fortnite, and Chapter 2 was so different that he's effectively had to nuke the old wiki and That's start over. That's not a year wrong. That's, That's not. That's not a year wrong. But it's funny. I know. <laughs> but you're abusing your wrongs. Exactly. Send an actual your wrongs. Mm, yeah, there's just a lot of like additional commentary here. Uh, yeah. Stadia will launch at 9 a.m. Pacific time on November 19th. That's good. So that, like just so having the time. That's a Tuesday. Yeah. Which Tuesday is good. Morning. Like it's good they have exact timing for it because I think about it as a platform console, whatever. Like it it launches that morning when the store opens. But I guess that's not like effectively true. Um, I'm gonna double check this thing right here, and then I didn't really see any like big you're wrongs. So we're just double checking some things. I don't know if this um, is true, but King of the North says the Google color names started with Pixel phones were meant to poke fun at space gray and rose col- rose gold and other color options that Apple offered them on their phone so by calling them clearly gold. and just. Got it. All uh, right. I, yeah. Well, see, that's what I mean. It has I, a marketing tone to it. I guess, but it, it's fine. I kind of like Apple's like dumbass names. I'm fine with it. My my issue now is why is it wasabi? Why isn't it creamy wasabi? Ew. Or yeah. what? I think if you call a controller creamy, you better be prepared to just no one buy that <laughs> yeah. version. How about? S- never mind. I was going to say <laughs> spicy wasabi. No, I would come up with awesome, dope names. Okay, um, let's get uh, Jared Petty on the phone and ask him. Yeah, yeah, why maybe they he decided this with all these. Yeah, uh, nanobiologist did write in with a note that Apex Legends does have a fright or fright collection event that is live right now that goes through November fifth, and that is true. They need to step it up on theatrics. They do. Like that's going to be the next big thing of like how much how much did you get people at the at school the next day to talk about your battle royale and what it's doing yep all right i don't think we got anything uh crazy wrong that's good for us that's cool because tomorrow i'm also hosting with gary witta mr witta on thursday it is you and greg miller we back what it, oh i thought it was us on thursday it's greg yeah it's you and greg unless greg has not changed it and i'm supposed to be on there i we'll, should double check we'll that double check it uh thursday is also the games cast with you me greg and tim and on friday it is me and tim hosting Man, you got a packed week, man. It is a Good very, stuff. You think this week is packed. You should see next week. Yeah. Next week is, I have six shows. Awesome. Hey, which man. is insane. The busiest man in the business. Apparently so. <laughs> right, Fran Mirabella, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Yeah, if you'd like to support me and like me on the show, an easy place is head over to twitch.tv slash fm3 underscore. But also an easy way to support me is if you're ever in the Epic Games Store. 
It's actually Fran Mirabella is my creator code. Or if you're buying new skins in the new Fortnite, or if you're playing Dauntless, again, Fran Mirabella is my creator code. It's actually a free way to support and goes a long way. If I buy one of the free games and put your code in, does that work? I always uh, get asked that and I say, yes, just do it. Because worst case, I'm getting credit for people I'm not going to make anything from it, yeah. but I will get hopefully some credit like, oh, this people like this Fran guy. Let's keep him on our radar over here at Epic where we make billions of dollars. Um, <laughs> yeah, repeat, anyway. the, repeat the code for people. Yeah, it is Fran Mirabella on the all those stores. So easy way to get in there. Sometimes, yeah, there's like 20% goes to the creator mm-hmm. when that happens. Like Borderlands was a ton of support and uh, really appreciate all the best friends and everybody who have used it. So thank you. Awesome. All right, Fran, thank you so much for coming. Imran. A pleasure as always. And this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily.